Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And welcome. Episode 110 of Talking Hockey Podcast. I'm live from Sonnet Insurance's office. Uh, no one's here, though. Uh, and I'm by myself. Not on the what? podcast, though. Luke and Martin are here. Why would you say where you are? No one knows where Sonnet's office is. It's a quick Google search away. Yeah, I'm no, pretty sure. Search it up. It'll tell you the address, but that's not where I'm at. What? You're search in a satellite up. office? No. I can tell the world your office, your address. Well, you're not going to. Well, you basically just did. So, remember downtown when... Toronto somewhere. That narrows it down. Office building in downtown Toronto, near St. <laughs> Lawrence Market. Okay, that 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 was unnecessary. We could have left it at that. No. Unacceptable. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Eric's not here because remember he's when Mexico, Eric was yeah. in Mexico? Yeah, Eric was in Mexico for about six weeks. And now he's back. And now he again. went back. Went back for seconds. Went back for more. Yeah. 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 And what are we talking about today, Ty? Uh, we're going to talk about the playoffs because I guess you guys didn't do that last week. No, because uh, the playoffs weren't yeah. really decided. There were still six, uh, six series that weren't decided at that point last week, so... Now we know all the series. We're actually a game into some of them. Right now, it's 2-1 New York Rangers over Pittsburgh in game one. And it's 1-1 between Washington and Florida to kind of give you a timeline of when exactly we're recording this on Tuesday night. We're recording it a day early because Ty and I aren't available tomorrow. Um, So, yeah. Uh, What series do we want to start off with first, folks? What's what's Martin's favorite series? Yeah, Martin, what's your favorite series? Calgary, Dallas. All right. What are the predictions? Who do you think's going to win that one? I Martin. say Calgary in five. That's what I said. Too, it I shouldn't think. even really be a, I think we did this last year. It shouldn't even really be a contest. This one. I feel like it's just going to be easy for Calgary. I mean, you never want to say that, but what does Dallas have that, you know, that can beat Calgary? I don't see them winning in net. Ottinger has been pretty good, but Markstrom's better. Their forwards aren't even a comparison. Miro Heiskanen's good on D. Maybe he's the best D in the series, but you know, Dallas. You just look at Dallas. It just doesn't feel like a star-filled roster at all. Yeah. Whereas I, Calgary um, is scoring on all all lines. Their D has been great. That was like the one series I kind of just like knew without think. Actually, no, that one in Colorado. I would say are the two series. I'm like, I know who's going to win this one. I think the rest. Could be toss-ups. I know Florida, Washington, like Washington is probably going to lose, but I think they could do some damage more than Nashville, the, Dallas could. Yeah, the East is just a lot better, right? So even even though I mean Washington isn't a great team by any means, like especially comparing them to other teams in the East, but they could beat Dallas and they could probably beat 
Nashville. Well, they, I think they could beat Nashville for sure. And yeah. Saros is out. But I mean, I guess Matt Duchesne scored 40 goals. Yeah. So, okay. So Martin has Dallas and five. Or right, he's down. Five. Right, he's down. Like he did last no. year. Okay. No. Um, Martin has Calgary in five. I have Calgary in five. Ty, what do you have? I'll take Calgary in five. Okay. So we all have Calgary in five. Uh, I guess we'll just go now based off of teams that they would play next. So Edmonton, Los Angeles. So Who do you think for, for just for, uh, for uh, this episode, game one already happened. We're recording this yeah. on Tuesday of this week. Uh, LA won. I think LA is going to win this series in six. Me too. Reason being, that's what I that's what I had. Reason being is <laughs> Mike, what's Mike Smith doing in net, right? Mike Smith, yeah. and I think I, we've said this. I I don't know how many times I got to talk about the Oilers. Mike Smith has lost ten straight playoff games. Ten straight. <laughs> that's pretty yep. good, bro. And he literally hand. I mean, he literally handed the game to LA last night. He made. I he thought that was kind of played away. up. But... No, he gave the puck away. It should have been a goal, sure, but like that should never have happened. Yeah, I think if you, I'm, yeah. I mean, more like it wasn't right off his turnover, but it was a bad play that kept it in their zone. But it wasn't like he gave it and they scored right away. Like it's been with Flurry in the past or anything like that. It wasn't as bad as Vasilevsky's fifth goal against with Matthews, but I like it was careless and dumb and it kept them in their zone longer than it needed to. And it was Smith's fault, but it wasn't like he passed it right to the guy. Well, no, he no. did pass it right to the guy, and he made a he like dove back and made the save, but like it just led to chaos in his own zone as a result of that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Anyway, it's just uh yeah uh it's it's just it's just like how can you have that goaltending in it? Mike Smith was great for like two weeks. I think the same thing happened last year. Like he was great in the regular season for the Oilers, and then the playoffs came, and he just gets. He's gotten outplayed by every goalie he's been up against. Like Jonathan Quick turned back the clock a bit last year, I think, but at least from what I saw. I went to bed like halfway through the game uh, or after the first period, I think. And, you know, it's uh, – I, I, I just can't – I would never be confident with that being my goalie in net, right? Yeah. The way that he just like flails at the puck – and makes like a routine shot, just like he just like flails at it, and and everyone's like, oh, he's such a good puck mover, but then he causes so many problems like that, right? Like for your own team, yeah, yeah he can generate Perfect. some good breakout passes, but like when they miss, it's a wide open net for the, and you see at least two or three of those highlights every single year from Mike Smith, right? Plus, they just don't have the defense in front of them to prevent right high danger opportunities and stuff. So I don't know, man. They got Duncan Keith, a high workload. Not that the not, Kings are a high offensive team, but yeah, they're they're good enough to shut down. Yeah, the, Deneau, what the Dino faced the McDavid line, and McDavid's line had like one quality scoring chance or something like that. Or yeah, the no, that's that's the huge difference in this series. Like, if Dino can shut down McDavid, which he did, I mean, McDavid got a, a sick goal, sure, skated through the entire team like he he can do at any point. But I mean, like. Dino still outscored them three to one at five on five, right? Like plus minus whatever, but he outscored them. Trevor yeah. Moore, Trevor yeah. Moore had an insane game, right? And Luke, yeah. Luke's a big fan he's, of his. He's had a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah, Luke is point, forty-five he, point. He's year. really good. I was upset when mm-hmm. we lost him for Muzzin and Campbell, but he was like the piece I thought we really lost there. And they traded him for Campbell, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah Muzzin and Campbell. No, wasn't Muzzin Sean Dersey? Trevor Moore was for. Were Campbell. they not the same trade? No. Oh, no. Two years, two two years apart, apart. or a year oh, apart. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Um. No, I I think I agree. Like I think the LA series, and then the two other goals, Edmonton's came on the power play. Power play merchants, you know, uh, as we said all year, they're not going to be able to score really five on five. They haven't been. They've been better of late, but I don't know. I I I don't have faith in Edmonton. Like. We, we can make fun of the Leafs all we want, but Edmonton is just as bad. Um, and I don't think McDavid gets enough flack for the playoff failures that they've had in the past. But I think a lot of that pins on Mike Smith and their goals and their coaching was just awful. They under their under, when they fired Tippett and brought in Woodcroft, it, they've been a much better team, especially five on five. But yep. again, you can't outplay poor goaltending. 
and I don't think Mike no. Smith is a guy you can go on a cup run with because and you can't put in Miko Koskin. <laughs> and Miko Koskinen isn't isn't even he isn't any better, right? Like no. I, I've He's never seen Miko Koskinen, a guy who's like six foot eight, a guy who gets beaten on clean shots like so much, right? Like his angles mm-hmm. are so bad, his glove is terrible, right? I've never seen a six foot eight goalie look so small in net and give up the goals that he does. Like, you know, the only I other six foot eight goalie is fired for this, like no, he's not really going disappointing. To. They didn't get a fucking goalie in the off season. But... And plus, even even let's say they win this round, Mike Smith is also forty years old right now, right? Does he have a <laughs> cup run in him? Oh, not yeah. getting injured. No, they they play Calgary next round, no matter exactly. what. So it's they're done. Let's get ahead of ourselves, there. but yeah, Cal- that would. Yeah. I mean, as much as we want to see Calgary versus Edmonton for you know the entertainment that would bring to 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 the league. It's going to be great games every night and, you know, big rivalry, same province, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? But, like, I think Calgary is going to smoke them. And Calgary did smoke them, like, 9-3 to three a couple couple months ago, right? Yeah. All right, on to a harder one, Minnesota and St. Louis. This is going to 7 no matter what. Yeah, I think it's going 7. I Me think too. it's St. Louis in 7, but it depends on if Flurry keeps playing. <laughs> <laughs> I made the joke yesterday that like put Talbot it was like three nothing like put Talbot in before this gets out of hand because I turned it I flipped it was right after the Leafs game and I flipped the channel it's already one nothing and then I flipped the channel and Flurry's like sliding into the corner and gets scored on it's two nothing leaves a wide open net I think Talbot should be I'm really surprised to be honest that they didn't start Talbot Um, but that's neither here nor there I have them in seven, but it's really a toss-up pretty much to me who wins it. Because yeah. St. Louis has still got the pedigree, still got Ryan O'Reilly kicking around. Butchnevich is sick. Um, uh, Cairo, Thomas, all had great seasons. So St. Louis could definitely do it. Their goaltending is a little shaky. Um, and Minnesota's got really good defense. So if Talbot goes in i feel like talbot and the defense can shut it down and yeah we'll see we'll see it should be a good series though pretty low low scoring but yeah. that's I, it's a tough one they're both very evenly matched teams i'd say i yeah. have st louis in seven and i was like this is probably the most difficult first round series to predict i just think st louis is on i mean they've both been really good all year st louis seems a bit better towards the end of the year and just dominant and scoring a ton. Um, that's really why I put St. Louis. I think St. Louis's only question mark is their goalie. And that's Billy Huso has been pretty good this year. Like he's, he's like, he's probably been one of the top five goalies in the league this year. I think if you look at his line of work and Bennington is track, like Bennington isn't starting. Yeah. So put a shut up. They won four, nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They did. I don't think it was a hard shutout though. Well, I know, but he's still a solid goalie, and he has been a solid goalie all year. Um, While like we're on Minnington. the topic of Minnesota, what do you think yeah. about Spurgeon's cross-check to the guy's ankles? I saw that. Dirty player. Don't say that, though. That's Eric's short king. That's Eric's <laughs> favorite player. That's Eric's favorite player, pretty much. <laughs> I thought that was brutal, man. He could have easily cracked that guy's leg. Like, yeah, so that was easily. brutal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He got, like, a $2,500 fine. Ridiculous, man. That's this game it. does not yeah. care about safety at all. Um, anything else we want to say about the St. Louis, Minnesota series? Who did you guys pick? Kaprizov could be a pretty big X factor. Like, if he yeah, just he was dog off. shit in the first game. He was an X factor. Yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah. Um, what? Who do you have winning though, Martin? Minnesota in seven. Ty, I say St. Louis in seven. Okay, and then Colorado, Nashville. I, I think this, this is a another... sweep. This is a Colorado sweep. Oh really? I. I have Colorado in six. Um, unfortunately for Nashville, Soros is hurt, which is that's, for the that's first two games. Yeah, least. I think he's out the series. I've heard minimum two games. Um, I don't know if it's being announced full series, and I'm sure and they, they're not going to come. Yeah, they probably and, wouldn't say he's out the whole series, but yeah, of course. But I think I think Nashville could win a couple games here, and. It should be a pretty handled handled series for Colorado. 
Yeah, like I, I think if it if it becomes a stressful series for Colorado, that's just like an indictment. That's on them. them. Yeah, yeah. Like Again, I I, th- I have Colorado in five. Like I don't think they'll have much trouble, but I think Nashville could probably win one at home with that crowd and that atmosphere. They've um, also had some good years. Like some of their players have. Duchene had, had a forty years. goal year, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, they did. Uh, Yosi was Yossi, actually Yosi was the, the Yossi, obviously at the end of the year was fire. Okay, so let's keep going with the West then. Okay, we uh, Ty and I have Colorado and St. Louis then, and Martin, you have Colorado, Minnesota. Do we? Who do you think's getting out of that? Oh, we're going way. We're going way out ahead of time. We might as well. We'll we'll do our, we'll do like we did last year. Our pr- predictions, like these ones, we can do less time. Just say your winner, and then we'll move on. I would say that if if we're looking at like St. Louis, sorry, St. Louis versus Colorado would be the next round. Well, that's who you or had. whoever that's yeah. who you had. Yeah, Colorado, I think would win that, but it'd be like six or seven. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And now we'll get back into the show. Martin. I have Colorado over Minnesota. I have I have St. Louis over Colorado. I don't oh. I think Colorado's gonna choke out again. Choke out again. Flaming I think it'll go I think it'll be a long series, but I think it's gonna choke out again. And then I think we all had Calgary versus LA. Who I had Calgary winning that one. I have Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. Easily okay. and winning then, it. Much. I have Calgary versus St. Louis. Who do you got? And you, Calgary versus Colorado. Who do you think's winning that one? I think Calgary's winning. I think Cal- so. If we're looking way ahead and we get the finals matchup, the conference finals matchup we all want of, of Cal- uh, Calgary versus Colorado, I think that all of Calgary's strengths, especially defensively, it's a really good matchup against Colorado's offensive schemes and how they play, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that Daryl Sutter, as much as you want to call him, some people might call him like a boomer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, old, old coach. Still working. He can run a team. And I mean, like last year, sure, Calgary wasn't the best, especially, you know, when he took over. But this year, it's it's been a whole different team. You know, I think mm-hmm. that just shows that, you know, having a full off season with a coach, you know, midterm coaching changes are very hard to do. 
And this is more of the Calgary that we like should have been. Yeah, last I, year. I wrote them off. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I wrote them off after yeah. seeing how they played last year. I did too. You know, and then Johnny Goudreau went off. Figure out how to play. Markstrom was a consistent goalie. Wasn't they had hurt. Three forty goal scorers. Like that's insane. Right. Kachuk was great. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so and, and actually, you know, I don't know who's been really good. Noah Hannafin has been great yep. for them this year. Yep, Rasmus Anderson. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, so I I also have uh, Calgary going to the Cup final over Colorado. Yeah, I have uh, Calgary over St. Louis. So we all have Calgary in the Stanley Cup final. Okay, going to the East Conference. Let's start off with. Uh, Florida Washington because they're the first one on my screen. I think Florida's going to win, but it's not going to be like easy. The reason why I'm saying that is because I don't trust Bobrovsky at all. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. like Florida in like six or Florida in seven, but like it's it's not going to be a cakewalk for them because yeah, I just think that Bobrovsky just I don't have any faith in him. I honestly had Florida walking them for nothing because. I, uh, if you have no faith in Bobrovsky, I have zero faith in whoever the hell is in that Phoenix Copley or no, it's Vitek Vanacek. It? Yeah, I have less faith. <laughs> like the their goaltending is not good. Nicholas Backstrom, who need needed to be a good player on that team, was not very good in the regular season. Um, Ovechkin was slowing down by the end. Ovechkin plus got he, hurt at the end. Plus, he got hurt at the end. Yeah, so. I just He's don't back, see. Though. He's back. I don't. I just don't see Washington keeping up with the goal scoring that Florida does. Like, sure, Bobrovsky might let in four goals, but Florida will score six goals a game because they're playing against a nothingness goalie. So, I yeah. think they Florida's now up two one after a like last two minute goal uh, in the first period on a first on one minute goal in the second period. Um, I have Florida in five over Washington. I don't think we'll be particularly close. Um, okay. Toronto, Tampa. I have Toronto in six. Toronto in six, man. Tampa in seven. I don't know, man. Last night, I know we've all, we've been talking about this for so long. Last night's game just felt different. They were dominant. A, a lot of like Cooper came out after the game and said they were flat. It's hard to like, adjust or, or judge either team. I'm like, and I think that's true. I think Tampa will come out next game way harder and be way better. I, I don't doubt that in my mind, but there was not a flaw in, in Toronto's game yesterday. They clogged the neutral zone. They were amazing at stopping the rushes. Yeah. They were, their penalty kill was insane. Like the fans, the first time we've if had Stamps fans goes, in the playoff. If Stamps goes, years, scores that flub, that's a different game. But, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, that's no every shit. that's every missed shot. But also, the Leafs just dummied them the rest of the game from there then on out. Anyway, yes, yeah, it would have been. You could also say if if Clifford didn't get assist, like didn't get a major game misconduct, we would have lost the game. Like I don't know, it's just it's meaningless to go back and like dissect it from those. That angles. was it was as perfect a game you could play against the back to back Like sure, Tampa could play the exact same game that Toronto did, you know, against them. Right? It's actually funny when you look at it. Like each Eastern Conference team in the Atlantic, sorry, got dummied by one another over the past month. Right? Like yeah. Tampa killed Toronto, and Toronto killed Boston, and then Boston, you know, killed Florida, something like that. Right? And so it was it was pretty funny that they can all just beat up on one another. That was Toronto's beat up game, right? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that was the worst you'll probably see Tampa play all series. Vasilevsky wasn't great at all, right? He let in. Yeah. He wasn't atrocious, but he yeah, wasn't he atrocious, wasn't but like that muzzin shot, you gotta stop that. You know? That yeah. second Campbell was ma- that's, good. and Campbell was good when he needed to be, right? I don't think that there were any really high danger chances that Toronto gave up. And, you know, are, are we confident in, you know, speaking as a Leafs fan, am I confident in Jake Muzzin being able to shut them down like how they did yesterday? No, because I've seen Jake Muzzin get walked all year long, right? <laughs> Should yeah. Sandine be playing? I think so. Is there a spot for him, though, on the lineup right now? Who do no. you take out after that basically perfect game? Yeah. Right? I'm just happy. If Hall never touches the ice, I'm good. See, I actually <laughs> think that Hall is better than has been better than Labushkin. No. No, thanks. Because Labushkin don't. can't move the puck at all. That's right? okay. He works. He plays with guys that can. 
he can't get it to the guys who can is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, if they play, f- if the team is smart, they target him on the breakout and just try to attack him with the, but he can't move it, right? He can't, he's not very good at puck moving. Anyway, this is, this is getting far yeah, deep into too analysis. Detail, too detailed. Leafs in six. Yeah. I, think I, they I like that. I like that Matthews and Marner got the monkeys off their back in the first game. That, That's huge. Yeah. If, if um, they re- keep remembering how to score. Yeah. I feel like that's like the big key that I took away from the first game is Marner and Matthews both got a goal, and I think that's going to help them throughout the rest of the series. And then, t- Martin, you said Tampa and seven, right? But I think that's yeah. just because Martin hates the Leafs. Yeah, 100%. That's, Man, they got a lot of faith in Tampa. I don't know. They, Man, I like Tampa's been my team the last two years when the Leafs are out, so... They got gears. It's but they won't be you, this year. It's because if you squint hard enough... Their jerseys look exactly like the Leafs, right? Yeah. Same colors. Exactly. Pretty yeah. similar designs on the front. Yeah. This year, I'm not going to cheer for Tampa though if they they knock us out because they beat us. So I don't I think can't. they. I I can't. Oh, I I'm just setting myself up for heartbreak. But like that game yesterday, it's just perfect. And it felt different. And it felt like everything that needed to happen happened. Campbell was played solidly. Matthew scored. Marner scored. Leafs PK was incredible. They played yeah. physical, right? Clifford got suspended, so we don't have to see him in game two. Bunting's Beautiful. coming back tomorrow, right? Like, it's all coming together, yeah. I feel. Yeah, I, th- I liked that. I thought we handled the physicality really well. I loved all the finished checks. I wasn't sure if we could handle it. Last night, I think we handled it. What? I think that was the perfect playoff game that we could have asked for. Okay, moving on to Carolina, Boston. I have Carolina in six. I'm going to say Boston in seven just because – and you know why I'm going to say that. Freddie Anderson, but he's not playing. No, so. I know, but I also dislike Carolina so much. <laughs> I know they're your favorite team because of how they run their social media. No, no they're just, I just think they're entertaining. You go do that. Yeah, go do the storm surge, Luke. I will. Uh, Martin, I'd, what do you I'd have? I had Boston in six. Oh, I'm the only one with faith in Carolina, eh? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I just think the old dudes – have it and uh i don't know if rantan can hold together four good games ranta, ranta you mean ranta ranta that's it yeah that's okay ranta. um and then new york versus pittsburgh who you got i got new york in six i think i got new york in seven but could be different if if shesterkin is red hot like he has been all year and they can't score on him i don't know but this is his I first like real playoff run, right? I Pittsburgh in six. I think they uh, oh. they're they're cruising. You think Tristan they Jari can hold? Uh, Tristan Jari's hurt. You think Casey DeSmith can hold the fort? I think Sidney Crosby is a pretty big X factor here. Well, they Pittsburgh like completely dominated the Islanders last year, and it was just the, the goaltending that was just god awful, right? Like how many games did yeah. Tristan Jari choke away? I mean, he's lucky. Yeah, he's not playing. He had a pretty decent regular season, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, it's three three right now. Shots are thirty three to twenty three for Pittsburgh. Um, they let in a shorthanded goal, but then got a power play goal on the same power play. So they are a very well coached team, right? And I mean, you can you can't deny it. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, they've all been there before, right? And they they just play a great team game, right? Like Crosby can play with literally anybody. Crosby could play with Luke and Martin on his wings and, you know, still have Pittsburgh. Brian Rust is a very good and underrated complimentary player on that team. Sure. So was <laughs> Chris Kunitz. So was, you know, Pascal Dupuis. So was, you I know. think Rust is probably better than both of them, to be honest. Brian Rust has three points tonight, so... He's got a he's got two secondary assists and a, and the power play goal. Unreal, unreal. Um, I think Gensel is untapped potential in the playoffs. Jake Gensel has Playing. two goals. There we go. Like <laughs> I I think this team, it's already Shesterkin's already let in three goals. Like that's not exactly. looking. That's that's, that's not the whole good yeah. for him. Yeah. And like that's what New York has to rely on pretty much. Like. I get They're it. They, dominated they have in Fox possession. and yes. Panarin and Sabinajad. I don't know if uh, Kreider can keep up. Kreider that has a goal. Kreider has the shorthanded goal. Mm. 
Yeah. Everyone you've mentioned this, has a goal or a point tonight, Martin. They're ready to go. This is Pittsburgh's last opportunity, and I think they try to do something with it. How how long are we going to say this is their last opportunity? Before well, I think it is their last opportunity because Malkin's, Malkin's not coming back. Yeah, I, I think, think Malkin's gone. So, Where do you think he's going? And Russia. I think Latang might be done too. The KHL. Um, okay, so now we, we kind of all, other than Florida, we all have different picks. So let's go Florida, Toronto for Ty and I. What do you think? <laughs> Leafs all the way, baby. <laughs> I, I have Leafs too. Okay. Uh, it's just me. It's just me yeah. speaking from it's the blind heart. faith. Yeah, blind faith. Uh, Martin, you have Florida right. versus Tampa. Who do you have? I had Tampa over Florida. That would be another insane series. Like last year, it was insane. That would be a, a wild, fun series. Yeah. So I would be looking forward to that if the Leafs did lose. But then I hate Florida and I hate Tampa at that point. So, <laughs> um, all right. You guys have Boston. Uh, I have Carolina, New York, and I have Carolina beating New York. Ty, you have Boston, New York. Who do you have? Um, New York. Okay. And Martin, you have Pittsburgh, Boston. Who do you have? Uh, Pittsburgh. All right. And then you have Pittsburgh and Tampa. Martin, who are you picking? Tampa. Wow. He's got, he's got them going to the cup three times in a row. Okay, Ty, you have Toronto and... Don't even need to ask the question. New York, I think you said. Don't even need to ask the question. All right, Toronto. And then I have Toronto, Carolina, and I have Toronto. So we, Ty and I have the passion. Canadian finals. Yeah. We are, I have, there are, I have there Calgary, are Toronto. so many people who have the passion now on Twitter. Like every account that I'm seeing is like, I have the passion. Jay Fresh has the passion, right? There's like some, some other Rangers fans on hockey Twitter who have the passion. Like it's just... It's if I feel like it's all coming together, man, and I I know that I'm gonna get I'm gonna get heartbroken. Like, do you remember when we went on Talking Hockey Live right after the Leafs lost to Montreal last year? Yeah, and we had like 400 people tuned into our Talking Hockey Live, and it was just me, Luke, and Nick just like crying. crying. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, bad. That was tough. All right, so Martin, you have Calgary, Tampa. Who do you got? I have Calgary beating Tampa. Uh, you know my um, answer, Luke. You Oh, you have Toronto beating Calgary? Of course I do. I don't have Toronto beating Calgary. <laughs> I have the cup coming back to I have the cup coming back to Canada, but I have it going to Calgary. I can't I can't be anywhere else, man. Like if if for whatever reason they lose in the finals, man, that I would rather the would okay. Hypothetical question, would you rather your team lost in the first round or lost in the Stanley Cup finals? Stanley Cup finals. Stanley Cup final definitely. For so my this, heart, my yeah. heart is the first round. For heart, <laughs> dude, Luke, how peaceful was it watching the playoffs from like 2007 to 2016? I don't Even, really watch the playoffs if the Leafs aren't in them. I'm not gonna lie. And you don't have to care. And like you know, the Blue Jays not in the playoffs, the being garbage. You know, I don't watch. I don't really watch them when they're garbage. I, I I'm not like a bandwagon fan, but I, I mean, I'll watch the Leafs if they're not garbage. But I don't really watch the playoffs if there's no investment. I will get into it if if I'm watching the Leafs, and then I'm like, okay, this other game's on next. I'll watch that next game, and then I'm like, okay, this is good hockey. Normally, I just watch the Stanley Cup Finals though, if anything. How did you feel about the? I know we're only about a half an hour in, so I'll just ask. How did you feel about the the ref refereeing so far in the playoffs from what you've seen? I thought there was like three incredibly weak calls on both teams. Like that Sergachev one on camp when like it's not, it's just a one-on-one and he turns around and like cross checks him a little bit. Like that was nothing that that should not be a penalty in any NHL game. And then I thought the interference on the was also incredibly weak. Other than that, I think most of the calls were like fair, but I thought those were two incredibly weak calls for both teams. The other games I haven't seen yet. So, but it seems like penalties are are up across the board in every game. What are your thoughts, Ty? Yeah, it just seemed totally different because like you're used to them never making calls, and I just like they just seem like soft. Like regular season calls would that sorry, even the regular season they wouldn't have called half of the penalties that I saw. Yeah, it was weird, Martin. Martin's not yeah. watching. Martin's more invested in the draft lottery. <laughs> He's watching. No, that that uh. That Sergachev one seemed pretty, pretty damn weak. Um, yeah, I'm not remembering any of the ones Toronto, Toronto got. Um, 
because Shergashev got one in the first period that was like fair, but the second one that led to the first one of the five on three power play. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, well, I, I watched the replay and I'm like, that's, Leafs that's a terrible call. Leafs win. Score some goals. That's true. Sorry, I shouldn't talk shit. Score some goals. I didn't I, like the Leafs fans jeering Stamkos and Vasilevsky. If you're blowing out a team in an elimination game, then you can do it. In the first game, didn't like it. I, I love the energy, though. Like, I did love the energy. Like, uh, you watch empty playoffs the past two years. And yeah. seeing, I've never seen the Leafs crowd that electric in my life. Like, it just, even in, when there were fans in the crowd, like against Boston, it just didn't feel the same way. It felt like they were just, you know, they didn't belong there, essentially, if that makes sense. Right. It felt yeah. like people weren't into it. But like this year, just they, they actually set a record season. They had a record setting season. It's just that Florida was just so good as well. Right. Yeah. Any other year they would have, you know, basically almost won the president's trophy with having well, how many 112 points. I think they had this year. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so uh, Martin's pick is Calgary for the cup. My picks Calgary for the cup. Ty's pick is Toronto. Some of us. I wonder I have how many people outside, the... outside Canada have that. <laughs> have Canadian. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people have Colorado once again. Colorado is always like the safe pick, but what have they done in the safe playoffs? but concerning pick because they haven't made it past the second round. It, yeah. I always like that meme where it's like how it, for Nathan McKinnon, it's like how it started, one Calder Trophy, no, no other trophies, and it's like how it is now, still just one Calder Trophy and no other awards who has who is more stressed to get out of the get out of the round the Leafs it's not even close it's the Leafs from the pressure from management fans you know everybody across the league Toronto and they, they just feel like they are hungrier they feel like they want it the, yeah, I would okay. say this though if if the Leafs lose if Brendan Shanahan doesn't lose his job, I think everything will stay intact. If, but like, I think some players will be traded. I think the only way management changes is if Brendan Shanahan is the first domino to fall. But, and then like, cause they've built a really, you have to run it back next year. I think, cause how, how do you have a 115 point team, right? Whatever it was. And blow something up. And blow it up. Yeah. You can't. You're wasting Matthews. This is a guy. I, I we talk about. I, I'm sorry, we talk about the Leafs so much, but it's the same for Edmonton too, right? Like, you can't keep pissing away years of generational talents. Say what you want about Matthews being generational. You, I'm sure that no one's arguing that maybe McDavid's generational. Matthews is just as good, if not better, according to at least one person here. Uh, there's one person who thinks Matthews is the fifth best player in the league. Um, that's okay. He's you, you just can't keep, you know, pissing away these chances. Matthews is signed for two more years after this year, right? Yeah. I don't think he's yeah. leaving, but I mean that he's a player you have once, once in a lifetime. I've never seen a player this outrageously good on my team. Right? Yeah. Never. Matt Sundin is maybe the closest, and I think Matthews is already a better Leaf than Matt Sundin is. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, in our lifetime, definitely. I just yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, I mean, it is Tampa, right? And they won the I cup. I don't think that will yeah, that won't take away. But I someone made a great point yesterday that Tampa is going to the series no pressure. They have no expectations. Like they they won two cups in a row. They could lose and not care. All the pressure is on Toronto to to win this. Um, Tampa can be kind of a little bit relaxed, but I, I don't know. I, I think if Toronto loses, it'll be heartbreaking. It will be less. Week. It will be less heartbreaking than losing to Montreal last year. That's for damn sure. Unless they go up three nothing and they lose the next four games, like, like that's the only way this could be more heartbreaking than losing to Montreal. Realistically speaking, awesome. Um, okay, we've we've done thirty five minutes on the playoffs. We can cover some industry news, I guess. Jeff Blaschel isn't returning to Detroit. Seems like Iserman's now being like, okay, I'm going to put my stamp on the coaching staff because he hadn't done it for the last two years. So I I, th- I made this comment before, where it's like, okay, uh, Jeff Blaschel was not a good coach at all, rebuilding year. But like, I've never seen a team 
be so consistently bad defensively that that Detroit was this year. Like they gave up 11 goals, they gave up 10 goals, nine goals, eight goals, like in separate games, right? Throughout the year, and they just yeah. kept consistently getting lit up. Mm-hmm. And you look at the building blocks of that team. Okay, great. You have Cider, right? Graduated, came up, great. You have Lucas Raymond, who looks like a stud. What else is there? Because I think that, like, it's and it's pretty similar to Ottawa. I made this comparison in, in our group chat. It's, like, pretty similar to Ottawa, where, like, their rebuilds, they had a couple players come up, and they graduated through the system, and then that was it. They don't sign, you know, good depth. They don't sign good players to fill out the roster, right? You look mm-hmm. at that team, and they, they were full of bad contracts until last year, like Abdelkader, right? Darren Helm was still there, you know? What what else do they have coming up, right? Like, yeah, Lucas Raymond is a stud. Who did they even draft last year? I don't remember. Sorry. Can't remember off the top of my head. But, like, that's it. They, they don't drafted seem to that have... goalie. Kosa? Kosa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kosa, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they feel like they drafted somebody else, too, in the first round. In any case, it just feels like they just... They're not close. Because I think that effect, like good rebuilding teams, they draft well, sure. But then they also are able to you know, draft well in later rounds and have players come up and play, be able to play through the systems. Or they sign good, effective free agents. And I feel like Detroit hasn't done that at all. And as a result, it's like, where are they going from here? I think they're still going to be like a bottom team next year, no matter what. Right. Yeah. I I think the the timing's interesting. I think yeah. I just think it was a useless year. Eisenman's like, what's the point of bringing in? Jeff Blaschel was known to be liked with the team, I think, and and good for young guys. So he gave them another year, but knew that he wouldn't be renewing him. And I don't know if there's anyone I trust as a GM. It's probably Eisenman. Eisenman. I think we've talked about it quite a bit. He's like a top three GM in the league for sure. But I don't feel like he, it doesn't feel the same as like that Tampa team that he built. Right. Well, yeah, but that was like four years into it that they Detroit's what, how many years into their rebuild? 27 with Iserman there too. So I think it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Iserman's only been there two. what? Yeah. Two years or three years. He left the, he left the year that Tampa first won the cup. So it would be two, two and a half years ago, I guess. I think it was that season and they first. Ken Holland literally killed the team, like scorchers. Sure, but I mean, I mean, I just don't see them as a team that's like close. Can take another like three years of good drafting, and then also be again being able to have effective talent, effective players on your to fill out the rest of your roster. Because like, okay, you got Larkin, you got Raymond. Larkin should probably be traded, right? Maybe Jacob Rana you trade as well. Right, because those guys are now going to be like twenty-seven going into next year. I don't know. But what you're saying is you need to keep some of those guys around. Well, sure, but like, are they? Rebuild but but sure, sure. But where where are they going to get the rest of their pieces from? If you're drafting top this year and maybe next year as well, right? Those players are probably still two or three years away. By then, Larkin's thirty. By then, Braun is thirty. Make asking for top money while Lucas Raymond also is going to want top money and more insider is going to be, you know, done his entry level contract as well. Is Nedeljkovic your goalie? I don't know. Didn't look like it this uh, year, at least. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to solve Detroit. Like they, they don't seem to be going. Yeah. Well, they, they so anyway, the, 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 the question was essentially about, you know, their coach finding their coach makes sense to me it makes sense yeah no 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 issues with that just more like where where what's the direction of this team how do they see themselves as competitive you know over the next few years like you know you still look at it like boston's probably still going to be top boston toronto tampa florida there's your top four next year again most likely right unless one of them decides to blow it up boston boston could take a step back but like do you think detroit's ready i think buffalo looks more ready than detroit does I don't, I don't like Buffalo. 
they played pretty well down the stretch after the trade deadline. I don't like Buffalo. <laughs> I, I, I think they're. I, I think they're right now. I think they're better than Detroit. Um, another interesting development in the coaching world is Rutherford in his Vancouver Canucks post season conference said like we're interested in bringing back Bruce on a deal that he agreed to it says something along the lines of I want to see him for a full season before like we extend him or pay him more money which what I thought was really interesting I don't know what proof you need for Boudreaux to be worth money in the world of what we saw him do in in a short time with Vancouver well, not, not even short time I guess but I don't know. I think it's was Rutherford. It's, Rutherford was the one that brought in Boudreaux, or was Boudreaux there before Rutherford? Uh, Rutherford brought him in. No, yeah. They, so I don't. They, I think they were both hired around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, wasn't it like I'm only coming if Bruce is there? It seems like they have a good relationship. So I don't. It's a no, little funny. Yeah, Bruce didn't seem to like it very much. Um, Rutherford being hired or the comments? The comments. He's well, I think I think it goes term. back to what I said. Like Daryl Sutter didn't look great. Like okay, at the end of the day, yes, Vancouver had some good stretches there, but they also had some poor stretches under Bruce Boudreau, and he made some strange lineup choices, like not playing Niels Hoglander, for example, right, and on and Pod Coles and not getting you know as much opportunity as some might think he should, and you know, um, pretty sure Pod Coles and played like sixty games. Oh well, sure, but I mean Niels Hoglander did. Nils Hoglander didn't. So, you know, yeah. anyway, you just look at it like that and you think, okay, you, you and it's what I said earlier, like when Daryl Sutter took over for Calgary, right? He had about half a year. They were an average team last year. I'd say Vancouver under Bruce Boudreau was like an average team, right? And I think it's, I think it's important to give a coach like a full off season with their roster, a full training camp with the roster, a full year, and then reevaluate. That makes sense to me. Rather than committing long term to a coach, especially because if they did that to Travis Green, like maybe the ownership doesn't want to have to pay, you know, a coach, another coach, a long term deal. Travis gets still paying Travis Green's contract. Yeah, how long? You, know, you look at and There's you look a at that more team. years on that. Yeah, because didn't they just sign Travis? I feel Green, like they did like right before yeah. firing him. Yeah, they did. Like I feel like they signed him last offseason. In the offseason, yeah. Which I so. feel like is underestimated in some people's talking about this subject because they talk about it and they're like well why don't they just give Boudreaux a contract because Boudreaux's worth it and it's like well what if they want to get rid of Boudreaux right and they're paying two coaches right, right. Exactly. money for some teams that's that's no problem so some ownership that is a problem right I, it makes sense to me reevaluate at the end of the year if he if he works out well for Vancouver next year great do you think they're going to work out well? I mean, there's still a lot that needs to be done, I'd say, for yeah. that team to be competitive. Yeah. Even, they, but, I mean, they, the West sucks. Their the defense West, sucks. The West sucks, though. Like, the Pacific Division sucks. Other than Calgary? I mean, you got Calgary, Vegas. Yeah, you think so? Vegas is closer than fucking the Canucks. L.A. being in the playoffs, not looking good for Vancouver in that front because LA's young. Yeah, I don't right. know. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd say Vancouver has a tough tough go because they still have to like pretty much overhaul their defense besides Hughes, who's not very defensive. So, um, Winnipeg's okay. in a mess. Winnipeg is in a mess. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 seem to have a lot of issues. So Stastny came out and said sh- stuff like he said people uh, players are focusing too much on themselves and stuff. Basically, like their own accolades as opposed to team accolades and stuff. Stastny teams... came in to answer a question for the captain when that was yeah. asked or something. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's, and that seems interesting coming from a guy like Stastny who seems pretty professional and stuff. Um, Shifley probably Shifley, won't be there. Shifley, I, I, yeah, that team is a mess. And, that, and I think we've made the comments as well about like, you know, they that that media people were kind of like 
these some of the worst people I've afraid. ever I've ever yeah. met. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um also I found it hilarious that uh so so apparently they've renewed uh Chevy Shrivel Day off yep. for three more years. Yeah. Which I don't think is a good call, but whatever. Um People are saying it's because he's drafted well. Who? Drafted Shibble well. Shovel day off. They're like, yeah, he might not have a good, like good roster, but he's uh, they've drafted well since he's been there. Who? I don't know, man. Patrick <laughs> Lyman. Um, but I found it funny his comments about uh, the coach, and he's like, yeah, we're he'll be put in the interview process, and it's like, oh. So basically, he doesn't have the coaching job at all. Like he's no. fucked. <laughs> no, they said they're going to like reevaluate. I think they fired the two assistant coaches, but Derek—no, not Derek King. Lowry can come back, but he has to interview. interview. I mean, it was just fair. Sound like they were overwhelming. Since no, I agree. He was like, hired. He, like, he didn't seem like an NHL worthy coach to be. To yeah, I'd be. never heard. Of, I'd never heard of his name before. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Um. The last thing I wanted to talk about or like could think of from this year was the Brock Bessner question. I don't know if you guys heard that where they asked about his dad and people were really upset about that. And I didn't really get why. Did you guys watch that at all or no? No, No. I didn't watch it. Sorry. Okay. Well, basically Brock Bessner got emotional in an answer because his dad was going through Alzheimer's in the, in the throughout the season. And so I think he had to take time away for personal reasons, but one of the reporters was basically like, Hey, like your dad and said his dad's name by name, you know, he used to be around the team. Like we all got to know him a little bit. Can you give us an update on, on how he's doing? I didn't think it was like a bad question. The, the reporter asked it in a really thoughtful, caring way. It wasn't like heard your dad's, in a bad way like tell us what's going on it seemed like really empathetic and people were like i can't believe you asked this question because bestner was so emotional in the response and like crying um i don't know i i wanted to talk about it more from the perspective of thinking it was a bad question but since you guys don't know about it then it seems not worth having mm-hmm. um yeah i thought it, it doesn't was sound that bad no it wasn't that people were like going after the reporter saying that he should lose his job like twitter was mad but like Bessner was like, I'll answer, I'll answer the question. So because like, don't you? Bessner could have easily just said like, I'm not going to answer. I'm not that. answering it. Yeah, he yeah. easily could have said that. He didn't. And people are like, uh, players are players are human too. Like, this is why they don't show their emotion to the to the media. I'm like, this what? That's a stupid. People are so dumb. People have bad logic. Anyways, 48 minutes. Hey, I gotta go. I gotta, Martin, I gotta go. Martin, I gotta go. Sorry, Martin. Caring. I gotta so I gotta go. Yeah. No more thoughts, Martin. Where you got to go? You got to go home? Got to catch the train? I'm getting kicked out of here. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. And hopefully, well, I guess there there might be a season. There might be um, a series done by then, but probably not. Anyways, yeah, the we'll are going to sweep. Yeah, the Leafs are going to sweep. Okay. We'll see you folks next week and have fun watching the playoffs. Goodbye. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.